Idiots Report podcast. This is the Idiots Report podcast. We are the idiots, and this is the Idiots Report podcast. Woo woo hoo. Good evening or morning, listeners. Thanks for joining us again for the fourth episode of Idiots Report. I am Jack Hosting, joined by my co-host, the handsome Bevan. Thank you, Jack. Okay, so today we will be covering the following under sport briefly touching ufc there wasn't much action there so we'll be brief some rugby soccer that is correct soccer slash football depending on where you are and olympics that's it for the movies no it's oh, not. Fuck. <laughs> that's it for the sport and then over the to the movies we're gonna do some personal recommendations recommendations is a strong word coming from you jack <laughs> <laughs> Yes, thank what you. What not to watch. <laughs> well, for the UFC, over to you. Yeah, look, like you said, it's going to be brief. So I don't really, look, I don't think anything notable happened. The only thing that happened was, yeah, you know, Connor went after DC about being fat and the way he uh, calls the fights and you know, he doesn't dress well and those kinds of things. But, I mean, Connor's just trying to troll people. He's, he's literally taking what Jake Paul does, and I think he's trying to do that now over Twitter. Like, he's really trolling people. And then he started a fight with Michael Bisping. And these are middleweight and heavyweights that he's fighting with. Okay, first things first. Who's DC? Uh, Daniel Cormier. Okay. He's the double champ. So he won the lightweight um, belt, the light heavyweight belt, sorry. And he won the heavyweight. He beats uh, Stipe Miocic. That's where we were, that we were speaking about last yes, time. Yes, yes. Um, so he's like a really fucking strong guy and they say he's like a like a brick shit house like he's just pieces he's, he's fat <laughs> but he's like even Khabib's he's like yeah this guy's fucking strong like a butterbean type just better yeah so like i mean if connor's gonna call people out call people out in your own weight class why are you going up to these heavyweight guys like i know they i mean even bisping dude the bisping, bisping's like six two he weighs like off season like 110 kilograms like, he'll fuck you up dude just relax and meanwhile conor mcgregor's like half the height of a backstreet boy and he's got a broken leg Yes, of course. Broken in half, I might add. <laughs> yeah, no. But at least if he kicks Daniel, there's a lot of uh, padding, so he's not going to break his leg again. And he's made of steel or iron. Or yeah, but it's it under like. padding. Or, there's a lot of uh, insulation. So has there been any responses to him calling these people out? Well, yeah. So um, Daniel called me and was like, dude, I'm just, I'm just calling the fight how I see it. Like, if you don't like it, tough shit. That's what I think, you know. And he's going on from that point. So they're being very, like, chilled about it. And then Bisping, the reason he went after Bisping, because Bisping said what I just said, he's like, dude, don't fuck with Daniel Cormier. He'll kill you. Like, he'll beat the shit out of you. Um, and then he went after Bisping, which again, okay, Bisping's got basement knees, and, but it's a different weight class. Like, I mean, these guys are big fucking guys. So now Conor McGregor thinks because he's a cyborg, he can take anyone on. Yeah, I don't know. Because he's, million, he's a millionaire, I don't know, but they're all millionaires. Okay. I don't know. But anyway, they are... <laughs> Nothing really. Uh, we wanted to watch the EFC, but we didn't get around to it. What but is the EFC? It's a South African UFC. Okay. So I'd like to get involved, like, like well, involved. Like, I'd like to watch it and, and learn about it. So I think we'll, we'll put something together where we'll start learning about it. I don't know what Jack will do. I'll pretend. <laughs> um, he'll watch highlights. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get, I'll, I'll, it's just difficult to get. Like, with American stuff, it's so easy to learn about something because there's videos after videos yeah. and breakdowns after breakdowns. And, you know, I can spend a whole day just watching videos. Whereas with South African stuff, it's a bit more difficult. You literally have to be there when it happens. Like, I try to watch highlights. I couldn't find it. So, yeah. if you miss it, you miss it. That's the only cut thing. So, 
Yeah, it's not as big as it is in the US. No, but uh, yeah, but not even there's not that much. There's Coverage. not that inform that much content mm. uh, regarding it, so it's difficult to learn who the guys are and that kind of stuff. But granted, I mean it's a smaller event, so yeah, but we'll see what we can do. And look, I'd like to get free tickets. If we get enough listeners, I'm gonna contact them. <laughs> okay, that's it. If you, I'll join you. If you ever watch a Formula One race in full. You don't have, I don't need you to come with me. Okay, but fuck, <laughs> for the show, for the show. Uh, <laughs> okay. No. Yeah, okay, I'll try and watch. Anything, what did you say? Formula One, the whole race? The whole race, yeah. It's an hour and a half. No, there's no fucking way. Hour and a half of wow. Yeah, but I'll just say I watched it. Like I do with everything <laughs> yes, else. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on to rugby. Yeah, so this is a big one. Because I, last week, because of that smug face you had, I really went, on, went down a rabbit hole with this shit. Um, yeah, look, the first thing, I mean, us beating the Lions, from what I saw, I felt the first one they came out and tricked us. Yeah. Um, but then from there we learned, and then they try to play our game in the third one. I don't understand why people are trying to play Springbok rugby against the Springboks. It's literally, we've been playing it since the days of Nas Buerta. Yeah. Why are you trying to do it? Plus, the tactician Rassi is, and I know there's another coach and whatever, but, you know, I think Rassi's calling the shots there. You're not going to beat us at our game. You like the what the All Blacks do is they change to their game. So they play mm. a sloppy game where we when we kick in, we're not playing for sloppy. We're playing for momentum. Yeah. Whereas with the All Blacks, they're playing for errors. They they know you're going to make errors. They chip it up. They they're putting a lot of pressure on people. They play loose. Yeah. Yeah. They play a loose game. We don't do that. So if you're going to do that, you're just falling in because we're just going to kick it back at you. Yeah. So I don't understand why they think that they can come and play our game. I don't get it. I mean, they should have played the Welsh game where they're running the ball. Yes. I know in the first game they did run the ball quite a bit and they were doing fancy backline moves. But yeah, the third and second, well, the third, the second game, I think we just, uh, we went there and played our game. You know, when you're playing somebody else's game, it's difficult to win. And then the second game, they try to come back and play the same game as us and it's, it's, not, it's not, never going to work. And then they complained about this and that and the coaching and whatever, dude. You just weren't as good as us. Bottom line, sour grapes make good wine. Yeah. But also, what I've noticed is a lot, you know, with South African rugby, it's as if everybody looks at us as if we like the, the bad guys. We're very violent on the ball. We're very aggressive on the ball. We, we, we do things to hurt people and those kinds of things. We have one player that does that, Ibn Etzebe. I, th- I think it's more of a position than it is a person. I think it's just the locks, fours and fives. Yeah. No, it's just four. Etzebeth, Bakis Buerta, Victor Matfield. I don't think Victor was as... Bad as Bucky's. That's David. just because he was standing next to Bucky's. Yeah. <laughs> like a murderer standing next to the devil. Guilty by association. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's the getaway driver. After that whole Russi video that he put together about this was wrong, and then he would literally play one of the Lions doing the same thing, and then the Springboks, and how the ref doesn't want to listen to the South African. So I'm starting, it's starting to look like we're the naughty kid. Yeah. But we're not that naughty, and we are right a lot of the time, but the ref's like, oh, fuck you, I don't want to listen to you, because he doesn't want to listen to the guy. Yeah, it's crying wolf. If you were naughty once, you're going to be accused of it every time. Yeah, so because the media is saying we're the bad guys and we do this and we do that, the British and Irish lines are way worse than us. Pick up mm. tackles, fucking mm. high tackles, stepping on people. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Look, I must say, I think that inconsistency in refing or refereeing decisions or calls, I think that's throughout every sport. Yeah. But I mean, with the soccer, which we'll get to later, they have VAR. Now, for better or for worse, that kind of could help a game, or at least that was how it was envisioned to be, whether yeah. it did or not is yeah. another case. But I just think, you know, like you're saying, 
actually analyzing it and trying to see if there's consistency is not a bad thing in my opinion. The ref's not making that many mistakes. Yeah. The problem is that he's making the mistakes when they are being aggressive. They are doing foul play, grabbing our players, pick up tackles, those kinds of things. If he's missing a knock-on, okay, sorry, you know, he wasn't there. Or if he's missing something in the scrum or in the ruck or something like that. But he's going in with the mindset that we are the ones that are the dirty players. We play a clean game. And then every time that they are, then they come in because then they're like, oh, we're going to flip and, you know, play hard against these guys. We're going to give them a taste of their own medicine. And then the ref's not picking that up. Our guys are going to the ref and saying, listen, this guy's just picked up, pick up, tackled the guy. And, it, you know, the, the penalty's called. I must get a yellow card. Yeah. He literally picked him. They're like, you're 90 degrees. Mm. No, it was like 180 degrees. Yeah. Dropped him on his shoulder. He's sitting there with an ice pack on his shoulder. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. So I think that this whole narrative of us being the bad guys, I, I don't agree with. It. I know Eben is. But other than that, I don't, I've never ever seen any of our players as bad guys other than, well, not a bad guy that Eben's a bad guy, but he's an enforcer. Yeah, we've got one enforcer. If he's not on the ball, nobody else is doing it. Yeah, and you need someone to kind of bring that kind of not aggression, but that kind of physicality to the game. It helps in a team, of course. But then don't paint us as those people because Mm. all the teams have got it. The guy, the lock from um, the Lions. Yeah, he told you he's there. Yeah, no offense to him, he's a good player and he's the enforcer. So if he does enforcement stuff, good, okay. Yeah, but But if you got if your wings and your flaps and stuff are picking up tackling our guys, that's different. That's not an enforcer. That's the guys trying to get back at our guys and trying to hurt the bad guy or give us a taste of our own medicine when we're not even doing that stuff. Yeah, look, I think it must be said, you know, like you, you pointed out now, that there are some mistakes and refs will make mistakes. I mean, yeah. that's going to happen. But the second it continuously or consistently favours one side over another, then you kind of get where Russ With is coming With the specific from. narrative of what the media is saying, then exactly. it's obvious that it's he's got the mindset that these guys are, you know, uh, uh, dirty players, treat them as dirty players, treat them as naughty children, don't respect them when you're talking to them. And be very honest with you, the only team that does it, that, that is our dirty team, is Argentina in Argentina. When they come to South Africa, bunch of wussies. When we go to Argentina, they're like the worst players yeah. in the world. They, those guys are dirty, and they are like ugly dirty. You know what I mean? Look, I'll say Argentina, I never thought them. I never thought about Argentina, like you said. But uh, Samoa, that uh, Samoa and Fiji, those are fourthly players. You know, it doesn't even have to finish the first half. Start, you know, at, towards the middle to end of the first half. Once they're not in control of the game anymore, then they get flipping fourthly. I have seen that a number of times. What do you mean fourthly? Like hard tackles or no, as in off the ball? Stuff? Off the ball nonsense. Yeah. Really, I've never noticed that, but that's interesting. But, but yeah, you know, I just think, and I agree with Rassi. I don't know what you think. Um, I went through that whole video and I literally went through every, everything that he said. And it's not a thing of the ref is missing things. That's fine. If the ref misses things, he's a human being. Yeah. Like you said, with a TMO and those kinds of things, I prefer to just be a ref and every now and again to go to the TMO. As needed. Yeah. yeah, as needed. But this guy has the mindset of, I don't listen to these guys. These are bad people. These people are trying to manipulate me. When in actual fact, we're not being the dirty guys. They being the dirty guys. So you're saying the ref is biased? Yes. Okay. That's, that's my view. I mean, and it was very, very obvious. Maybe Russ is, you know, uh, turning a few knobs there to try and get us to think that. But I mean, that's from my point of view. I've always looked at rugby as we've always had one good one enforcer, Bucky's, uh, Quibus Visa, those kinds of guys, even a Skulkberg. Skulkberg was very, he was an enforcer, but just because he used to run into people so fucking hard. 
that's actually what you want in an enforcer. Um, box versus Argentina. I think we were, South Africa was better on the day. Yeah. What just frustrated me was some decision making, kicking for three points when we were over two tries in the lead. You it's know, the right thing to do. No, it is not the right thing. You've you played for fat. points, Jack. No, man. It's no. a test series. Yes, welcome. But you don't have to go for three points, right? You could see the, the chance to score was there. So? So how many penalties did they miss? Two or three? The Springboks. I don't know. I watched the highlights again. <laughs> okay. But anyway. But they missed a few penalties. Two of them from France Day and my main man. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. We played 12. Uh, yes, Your favourite laugh. <laughs> but um, I just thought that there were a lot of chances that they should have gone for the, for the try. You know, I'd be a lot more accepting of a team that while they've got a, a suitable lead to push for the try and not succeed, no. then go for the points and not succeed. Yeah, if, if you're playing the last game in a series, if you're playing a game, a final in a World Cup, maybe if you're two tries ahead, maybe not even then. Not a final, but if you're playing... Something where there's not going to be repercussions in the future, then fine. But it's the first game of a series. Let's just get the points. Because remember, you could win the win a series based on your points. How yeah, many yeah. points you? So if we're kicking, I I don't know. I disagree with you on that. I think that you should go for poles. I like the way barbarians play. But if you're playing test rugby, kick for fucking poles. <laughs> just do it. Especially if you fire ahead, just keep kicking for poles. Three points, three points, three points, three points, three points, three points, three. Look, I think I don't, I don't want to sound cocky because we're going to play them again uh, this weekend coming. So yeah, but that's what I was sorry before we carry on. That's what I was going to say. Argentina in another country, fucking useless. Italy yeah. 2.0. Argentina <laughs> in Argentina, different story. All Blacks, you 2.0. Like they are on another, but I think, like I said, that's because they get really, they really, I mean, if you can't hold your cool, they'll destroy you. Yeah. It's not, the only guys that can really, because they're so much better than everybody else, is New Zealand. So they can't get yeah. under New Zealand's skin. But uh, with South Africa, I don't know. I don't know if we've got it. Eh? That's the thing. You think, okay, we beat Argentina at home. We're not going to beat them by so far, but it was such an easy game. Fuck it. You get in Argentina and it blocks them every time. Every yeah. time they move us. I must say, though, that I was really impressed by the, I don't think they were uh, debutants, but the wingers for South Africa. What's his name? Fassi or something. Yes. That's he looks one like a them. nerd, eh? Look, that nerd will fucking run rings yeah. around me. But no, I, must, I like it. I've never really seen them before, and I don't know what that says about me watching rugby lately. But I mean, I think it was four or five caps or somewhere around there for each of them. But they were really good. I really enjoyed them. Those guys were electric. But no, the, the other wings played for us before. What's his name? No, they didn't debut, but they still fairly new. Yeah, yeah. But it's nice to have depth. Yeah. So Really yeah, nice but that's the problem with wings at the moment. It's like when Brian Abane and J.P. Peterson play. Doesn't matter how good you are, you're not going to stop. Sorry. Yeah, but look, they might get injured. You yeah, no, know. I'm happy that they're there, and I like that fussy. It just looks like he reads comic books like me. <laughs> <laughs> like he's a skinny guy. Like even when I was like, okay, well maybe he's just a big guy, but like he's got an, a baby face. And then when I saw him, like he was running off the field, I'm like, yeah, I got skinny arms as well. <laughs> but but total props to him, dude. Yes, like, and you know who's also good there. That Corvus Reina, did you see him running along the sideline to score who, that try? Who was he? What the scrummy. Oh, Corvus Reina. Yeah. Yeah, man. He's been playing uh, overseas yeah. a lot for the club rugby there. No. I rate him still for the past number of years. I quite rate him. That guy is quick. Yeah, he's very quick. But did you see the eighth man behind him? That's what I was <laughs> yeah. like. Who's oh, that? He trying to go for his ankle. No, he like grabbed it. Yeah, kind of. He grabbed but he But he was with him the whole way. And then at the end, he kind of jumped and he, and he like missed. But he, he could have. He kept up with it. That's what I was like. Who's that a wing? I'm like, oh, well, I know he's fast. Maybe he can. You know, then I check his fucking eighth, and I'm like, Luxor. 
Jullie fucking eight minutes. Hij is vanaf, bro. Lakse. Maar ja, against Argentina, I think, um, take the win. But next week's going to be, it's a next week we're playing it. This weekend. This weekend. I think we just need to be very careful because that's not a team you take lightly at home. Yeah, no, agreed. Is it in Argentina? It must be because we played them, yeah. No, but I think for traveling purposes, Why I think they stay here. Oh, well, then, we get, then they've got no chance. No, man, it can't be. Just check there. Okay, we pause, we'll be back now. Yeah, so we're back, yeah, so they're playing the same stadium. So, okay, then that blows it out the water. I think we're going to move them again. Then I think we just have to focus on beating... Uh, <laughs> focus on beating... It's just New Zealand, really. I mean, if you beat New Zealand, you can lose to Australia all day. doesn't really matter, because Australia going to fucking lose to all day. Well, look, Australia, the, the first game, I don't know if, I think that was for the Bledisloe Cup. I don't know if that necessarily formed part of the yeah, rugby championship. Yeah. Because they played twice yeah. against New Zealand. I think only the last game is for the championship. Maybe. And the first game that Australia played against them, it was actually pretty close. I watched that and it could have gone either way. Yeah, but what I'm saying is Australia will never win against New Zealand. No. The last, the last match, it was what, 55 something or yeah. 50. They, to put 50 points on someone, you know, it's not a... No, look, I say that, but I mean, that's a pretty hard stance. But I don't think, I don't, I've never rated Australia after the Larkham era. Yeah. Larkham and, and Green. So they've had Green. ups and downs, but never consistent. No, exactly. So they've got really good players. Like, a, yeah. so they'll have a good wing. They'll have a good eighth man. They'll mm-hmm. have a good prop or whatever. Yeah. Most of the time they have a good scrum off and a good fluff. But then they don't really have anybody to work with them. You know, they don't have top, top, top guys. They've always got... The sixth best center pairing with mm. this third best uh, uh, or the second best uh, scrum off and fluff uh, um, uh, group. And also, they don't necessarily always dull all that well. No, and I, yeah, exactly. I don't know if it's because there's so much distance between the different places, because Australia's quite big. You know what I mean? And yeah. there's a lot of distance between every you know organization. But look, I think a well uh, connected team or you know a team that's very much on the same page everyone jelling together that for me can hold a lot more power than a few superstars in a team but that's because of an exceptional coach if australia has an exceptional coach they're the best in the world like yeah. uh what's his name eddie andrews eddie jones eddie jones that's yeah. the, that guy's backline coaching i've never ever seen he made south africa have good backline moves we have the shiftest backline moves in the world we can't ever pull off a backline move you know what i mean Whereas South Africa, if you just stick to the game plan of South Africa, like our game plan, the South African game plan, kick the ball for momentum and fucking send the big boys up, then you will win. You will win yeah. games. Australia doesn't have that. They don't have a back a, 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 a backbone to stand on. Mm-hmm. They, every team is, is good at different things. And I think if you, where South Africa is like that and New Zealand is the same. If you get New Zealand, uh, that's why I think... In my book, over the history of rugby, I think New Zealand and New Zealand's number one with a bit of a distance, then South Africa second. Because if we just play the basics, our basic game, we'll win games. Whereas the rest of the countries, they don't have a basic backbone, a structure of playing. You understand what I'm saying? Mm, so less areas that they are exceptional in. Yeah. For us, for example, strong forward pack, uh, good structure. Yeah. You know, Or you could have a team, an Australian team that like is a good kicking team. Uh, one f- until the World Cup, and then the next world, the next, uh, the next year after that World Cup, completely different uh, way of playing. Yeah, there's not continuity. There's no con- Yeah, exactly. There's no continuity, and a lot of the teams are like that. I mean, France, there's no continuity from game to game, from yeah. fucking half to half. 
But um, England as well, I think uh, they have a good kicker and then they don't have such a good kicker. They get a running kicker, so they try to play like New Zealand. Then they get that Maori guy as centre, which is fine, brilliant. But that's not your backbone of play. If you play like that, you're going to come against New Zealand or you're going to come against South Africa who's used to playing against New Zealand or Australia or whatever, and you're going to get moved because we're used to playing the team that you learned that from. We beat them yeah. sometimes. Sometimes. Now and again. So that's why I think that, yeah, and that's why I think Australia, I don't know, Australia, it could be one, they could be the best team in the, in the world for one year and then the next year they're not. So, yeah, but that's my views on that. I don't know, we went off on a bit of a tangent there. Um, the other thing that I want to do now, let's go back to the whole uh, Rassi uh, thing. Um, if you watch it, it's actually good to watch his video because he does make a lot of good points. My question is, should he have done something like that? Because well, he is going behind, like he's going around the structures. He's, he's, he's letting it out in the media. Now, could that be, could other coaches do that and make it, you know, make it a, a known thing or? Well, look, it could be, I mean. He's not supposed to do that. Yes, okay. In terms of what is proper procedure and protocol, did he follow it? I don't think so. Um, or actually, I'm quite confident that he did it. <laughs> but if you're trying to make a point, yeah, that is one way to do it. But do you think it? Do you think that should be the norm now in rugby? No, it shouldn't be the norm. But but is the are the floodgates open now? I think depending on how they uh, discipline him, yeah. I say with like inverted comment commas, uh, that they would have to stop it from from becoming a trend. You know, it's so you don't be, think what he did is right. I think his objective is potentially to get people talking and to bring it onto a big stage or a big platform. Yeah. Uh, I think he's willing to do that regardless of the consequences. Well, he's saying that he sent the stuff out. Like, he's saying, okay, Saturday we play, Sunday we, Saturday night or Sunday morning we get together and go through all the things and then we want feedback so that we can make sure that we pick the right team or that we draw the right things or those kinds of things. Then he makes a few jokes. He's like, yeah, no, and if that pickup tackle is legal, obviously you think it's legal. Now we'll we'll draw that thing, but but going away from the draw, like that's funny, you know. He's I like naughty. That. He's, yeah, naughty. he's naughty. But what he's saying is he needs that information on Monday because Tuesday they have a practice. I don't know the exact, but Tuesday they have a practice. Wednesday they have or Thursday they have a practice. Friday it's game. You know they're getting ready for the game and they've got a small little practice with the with the starting squad and those kinds of things. But if he gets it on Monday, then they can only draw that on Tuesday. Thursday, Wednesday's off. Thursday, they've got two days. They're not yeah. going to get, they're not going to be able to pick the team because they need to pick the team on Tuesday. So he needs that information. And these guys were like, ah, oh, well, we're not going to give it to you. Like the ref, you know, yeah. the feedback from the game, which if that's the case, call them out. Yeah. Which I, you did. Yeah, exactly. If, because that's the thing with these old school, like rugby union, like um, world rugby and world cricket and that, everybody complains about them and how, you know, this doesn't do and you've got to be friends with this. So fuck that. Just make a video. Because that won't happen again. Yeah. And they want to take him to court now, which I think is fucking utter bullshit. What court are they going to take him to? No, they've, they've, there's a court case against him. And he's, going to, he's got his... Uh, his friend as a lawyer. Yeah. So with the whole thing, him going on for water. If you're not clever and you don't take advantage of it, sorry. Look, I think his objective for him is bigger than the consequences. So, I mean, what do you mean? He's going to do it because he feels it needs to be done. It needs attention. Yeah. Whatever happens to him, ah, okay, slap. Hopefully, it's a slap on the wrist, but I think he's willing to take it. I don't think he's, you know, we've said before, he's a tactician. Yeah. 
he's he's thought about the possible outcomes of this and i don't think he foresaw or envisioned zero consequences for mm. him yeah so i think he's he's doing it to serve the purpose it's really. like a line they were if it's going to take too much to take down an elephant they're not going to take the elephant it's all about risk versus reward yeah but what are your thoughts because we can uh, okay let's go let's go step by step what are your thoughts on what he did do you agree with it do you think it's okay first thing do you think it's correct that he did that based on what in a, in a vacuum do you think it's correct that he made that video based on the feedback he got from the referee or the union or whatever do you think that's correct procedurally no 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 in a vacuum Listen, I'm, I'm literally structuring it so you fucking can't, you have to answer the question. Don't try lawyer me here, I'll put you in a bubble. In a vacuum, do you think it's correct? I just keep going back to Riggs' meme about the boat. <laughs> just say yes or no. <laughs> no, I don't think it was right, but I, I don't think that, I don't think it was right what he did, Yeah, but I'm behind him, if you get my, my meme. I think it's correct what he did, even outside of the vacuum. But then what precedent does that set going forward? Tough shit. Fix it. Do you know what I mean? Public opinion. He did it to fix something that went wrong. If somebody else does it and, it, and, and there was no reason for them to do it, people will let them know and they won't do it again. So do you think it's going to work? Do you think it's going to serve the purpose? 100%. I think it's worked already. I think they're getting feed for the Argentina game. I think they got feedback on Sunday. <laughs> well, there you go. Then yeah. it worked. Let's just hope the consequences aren't too severe. Yeah, but I just think, yeah... Ah, what, what, he's a director of rugby. What are they going to do? Fire him. He's but, a millionaire. But then he's got a role as a water boy. Yeah, exactly. And now the most, the most well-played water boy of all time. <laughs> yeah, that salary scale doesn't, it doesn't cater for his class of water boy service. Yeah, look, I think, I think I like him. I like what he did. I know it could go, everything is like that. It always, what happens is something happens and then the floodgates open. But you know what I like? And then I it comes back. He's unapologetic about it. Yeah. He's doing it. And so what? Yeah. Just fucking do it. And if he's going to make a joke, make the joke. Yeah. If somebody doesn't like it, who cares? What's it? It's not the end of the world. It's a fucking game. Yeah. And look, he's not, you can see clearly, he's not this bureaucratic type of person. <laughs> and so if he's just trying to, I don't want to say civilize the game of rugby, but if he's trying to change things in this way, then, then so be it. I, I, I don't like the fact that you've got to be friends with this person to get this thing. Yeah. That's very government oriented. That's bullshit. Call them out. That won't happen again. Everybody gets a fair, fair shake. Yeah. And the other thing is we won. So whatever. So justice was served. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's what Russ is really good at. He's really good at taking his, his, his like, like when we lost against, did we lose against Japan again? No, not this one. Who did we lose against? Uh, uh, New Zealand. All back. In the World Cup. In the World Cup. Only game we lost, yeah. Uh, against New Zealand. But it was something else. We take, he takes his knocks, then he makes sure strategically we can win. But then also, don't just win. Fucking tell us about it. I want to know. I'm interested. Because that sport is not the funnest sport in the world when it's South African rugby. Let's, let's hear Rusty talk about things. Like, remember when he made that video about the high tackling? Oh, yes. That was a while ago yeah. still. I enjoyed that. Listen, recommendation, uh, all the listeners, watch that video. It is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. But anyway... Um, if you want to send us feedback, uh, send it on Instagram or whatever. Uh, what's next, Jack? Soccer. Okay, you can go on about that. You Messi's to... moving to PSG. Who fucking cares? <laughs> okay, you say that, but um, the Premier League also started. And now I don't claim to be knowledgeable about this, 
That's Bevan sleeping because he's old and his blood sugar is low. But the Premier League started, and off the bat, I'll say I support Liverpool. Okay. I'm pretty pleased with their result against newly promoted um, Norwich City. Mm-hmm. A 3-0 drumming uh, went down quite well. I was also happy to see Manchester City losing against Tottenham in their opening game. You want me to just run through this week's uh, this week's um, result? No, let me we, do that. we can if you want. Brentford, because I don't have anything to say. Okay, just go through them slowly. <laughs> then I'll say Brentford, 2-0 to Arsenal. Yes, Brentford is, they are newly promoted from the lower division to the Premier League. Okay. And they, they beat Arsenal, and Arsenal finished in the top 10 last year. So that's also a notable defeat for Arsenal. And their manager, yeah. Mikel Arteta, is actually quite under pressure. I believe. I don't know how he couldn't be under pressure. Yeah, well, he loses to... Uh, that's why when I saw Brentford, I'm like, never heard of that. This must <laughs> have been a very interesting game. Who's that guy? <laughs> Who's Brentford? Then Man United beats Leeds United. Yeah, 5-1. Yeah, 5-1. That was a big one. I, I, For me, there's few things... I don't know if I'm going to die for this, but there's few things worse than a Manchester United supporter. Um, so um, it, it irks me that they have some... Crusaders some supporter? Blue Bulls supporter? Fuck you. Oh, you shame. <laughs> Are you one of those? Yeah. Okay. All right, next game. <laughs> uh, Leicester City versus, versus Wolves. 1-0 to Leicester City. Not much there. Okay. Chelsea versus Crystal Palace. That... W- <laughs> Bless you, man. He's got a bit of a cough or a sneeze. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, that was actually the you said Chelsea and Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. Yeah, unfortunately, Chelsea did quite well there. Is Chelsea not good? No, they are good. They, they use Crystal Palace because I obviously know Chelsea. I don't know Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. They're pretty much around the middle of the table. You know, out of the twenty, they're around the middle. Um, you can never discount them. And that's also another thing that I like about Premier League is that, you know, if it was put in rugby terms, New Zealand will never lose to Italy. Well, not in our lifetimes, anyways. Yeah. Or they will never lose rugby to Namibia or Zimbabwe. Yeah, but there you're talking about, no, you're talking about global, like uh, uh, international sport. What? There's a difference because Krikwas can beat the Bulls. Yes, okay, correct. But Lions, well, not Lions, but the... Okay, okay, well, cheaters have the, beaten the Crusaders. The point that I'm trying to make is that you can never 100%, okay, not never, but you are very unlikely to accurately predict the outcomes of a whole weekend of Premier League. Uh, and I know this because I used to bet on them. Ah. So I know you lost this. lost money. <laughs> I, I lost money, yeah. Luckily, not much. But um, no, that's really one thing that I like about the Premier League. I mean, Norwich City coming into the Premier League Playing against Liverpool, who two seasons ago won the won the title, it's there's no guarantee that Liverpool is going to win there. Oh. So it's actually quite. That's also one of the things that I really like about it. Next then game, Watford versus Aston Villa. Yeah, not much. What was the score there? I used to like uh, three two to what uh, three two to Watford. I don't know Watford, but I used to like Aston Villa because they had cool kits. I actually bought it when I was in England. It was five pounds. It was on sale, so obviously they're a really shit team. We still visited Middlesbrough Stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's Middlesbrough? They're in the division lower that uh, these teams that I've mentioned, uh, Brentwood and Norwich City, got promoted from. So they're from that league. Cool. Anyway, Everton versus Southampton. 3-1 to Everton. Who cares? Yeah. Burnley versus Brighton. 1-2 to Brighton. Who cares? Yeah, those are two fairly low teams. Just Burnley and Brighton. Yeah. 
the in Brighton they got a South African player there. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Norwich City versus Liverpool. Oh yes, okay. Now this was is a it Norwich, Norwich City. Norwich. Norwich. Says me? says the Afrikaans boy. So I'm not I, Afrikaans. Me. You're not Afrikaans. I couldn't speak English until grade one. Jack, you see through, pal. You're the most English person I've ever seen. Liverpool versus Norwich. <laughs> okay, yes, this was a nice game, obviously because I'm a Liverpool supporter, but it was nice to have Virgil van Dijk returning from injury, and his contract has also been extended until 2025. And he is one of the best defenders in the world right now. And I could see that you know, him being back had a massive impact on the game because obviously defender is, is further back than the strikers or the forwards, but mm. that guy can make almost any situation dangerous. You know, mm. he can lob it in from halfway out or from, you know, own half, lob it in there close, all of a sudden it's dangerous. Yeah. So entertaining to watch. Newcastle versus West, versus West Ham, 4-2. I assume that must have been exciting. Yeah, there were a lot of goals scored there. I stopped watching at some point, but I think... So who's West Ham? Are they, are they like a... Because Newcastle is quite good. They're the ham, but on the western side of it. Ah, west of the ham. Yes, sir. But are they, well, I assume it's Hampton. West Hampton. I don't actually know. Okay, well, you're not very good at your job. <laughs> <laughs> Tottenham versus Man City. Yes. That's an upset. Yes, that was quite the upset. Because, I mean, Man City last year marched to the title. So Man City. Uh, Man City, yeah. Okay. So, uh, they also have a massive budget. I mean, their spending budget is crazy. I think they signed Jack Grealish uh, for something like £100 million transfer fee. And look, he's, he's a great player. I do rate him quite highly, but yeah. that's a crap load of money. I mean, that team has a whole bunch of... they got crazy depth in their squad, uh, yeah. but not everyone gets game time. So, it's like a team of 20 or 30 almost superstars. Kind so, of why thing. do they do that? Well, it's been working for them. Oh, yeah, in terms of saying. results, I yeah. don't know about like financial. Well, I would fucking go to that team because you know it doesn't matter how good you are, you get a, you don't have to play every week. Well, look, remember they had that burn victim. What is his name? I don't know about this. Man, they were the guy with the burnt face. I don't know. From Argentina, he played for Man City. I forgot what his name was. No. But anyway, okay, so that's interesting. Um, next week, Liverpool versus Burnley. So you've got to really. You've got an open gate for the first two games, you Liverpool people. Yeah, no, looking forward. We don't have to run through all the fixtures because there's going to be another 10. Well, I'm going to say the big ones. Arsenal versus Chelsea. I predict Chelsea there to take it. Uh, Leeds versus Everton. Everton. Aston Villa versus Newcastle. That's a close one. I won't predict that. No, you have to predict. That's why I'm fucking asking you. I'll say Villa. Okay. Crystal Palace versus Brentford. Oh, fuck, we haven't wrote... Oh, I'll just listen to Palace, it. Palace, Crystal Palace. Okay, Brighton versus Watford. I'll say Brighton. Southampton versus Man United. Man United. Man City versus Norwich. Man City. And then West Ham versus Leicester City. Leicester, the Molester. Okay, so everyone you get wrong, punch. <laughs> no, Bevan, we're we not... We call it, get it wrong, get punched in the face. No, okay, punched on the arm. But gently. But from me. Gently. No, what, then what's the use? No, then I don't want to get punched. Okay. Who's not getting punched? Okay, if you, get, if you get 50% or less, you get a punch. I'm comfortable with that. Okay. 50% or and more. more sorry, 50% or more. Wrong. Or less. <laughs> okay, so if I get more than half wrong, you punch me on the arm. Yeah. If I get more than half right, you get a handshake. From who? From me. What is that worth? I don't know. I'm just saying. That's the rules. Okay, let's move on. Anyway. <laughs> What's next, Jackie boy? Olympics. Ah, very interesting. 
very very interesting what have you got so is the olympics finished now yeah i don't know my knowledge of this yeah i saw a closing ceremony or something so i assume it's finished okay starting off i know this is kind of catching it by the ass but south africa's outfits were horrible no way! Please tell me you didn't. What do you mean it? the 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 uh, tracksuit, the zebra and game ranger? Yeah, outfits. but that's not really. A, that's like a press outfit. That's not really. Did you Shame. see how nice their tracksuits were? I didn't. No, oh, I thought their tracksuits were nice. I was actually discussing it with my mother. Um, I sound like a mommy's boy. Eh? <laughs> you are a mommy's boy, but your mom's cool, so that's fine. Yeah. Um. No. Uh, I don't know. I didn't really care because that's a press outfit. Like that wasn't what they were performing. Yeah. Look. I mean. Shit. Who the, if the listeners knew what I wear, then I don't think. Did you I'd see have the standing. American tracksuit? I thought that was ugly. I didn't like it neither. It's too puffy, and too. No, Americans are just fat. No, not the. Not, <laughs> oh, not those ones. That's your little story about <laughs> fucking average Joe bullshit. But um, yeah, what are your thoughts on the end? Like, what overall? What do you think about the about the Olympics? It's a bit bittersweet for me because you know you spoke previously about. Uh, the new, not Top Gear, but Grand Tour. Yeah. Like it's sad about the masks. And you know what? It actually, watching some of the highlights from the Olympics, it is sad. It's still sad seeing people wearing masks and that. And it, it, it's a sobering reminder of the shit that so many have been through. Yeah. Unpleasant, I must say. But it's nice that they could still do the Olympics. Yeah. It's nice that it wasn't, you know, cancelled. It was rather postponed. Yeah. Shame. I think logistically they must have shat themselves trying to make that happen and work without uh, losing massive amounts of money yeah um ah oh, dude they literally it's a sporting event where they don't pay the athletes they've got enough to pay. well you say that but the south african uh, athletics association didn't want to at first yeah pay the south medals. african because we don't have money but i'm talking about the olympics but, but do it, yourself a favor quickly google italian um tracksuits and just think of it from a, a person with our structures <laughs> okay. With a appendage it, in the middle of their body, the extra little. Do you mean a, a penis or a tummy? Well, don't, if we're wearing a tracksuit, nobody's seeing a penis. Let's be honest. That's you know that's hidden. My laptop's not working. Okay, come come around. Can't turn this because I'm scared it goes off. I'll use my phone. Oh, but uh, this Italy uniform for for athletes, it's great. But I think for the fatter guys, it's a little bit. It accentuates their midriff, if you know what I'm saying. Oh no! Oh no! Hey man, like only we would understand that. You know what I mean? Damn it, man! It's like it's like if a, look at my fat stomach. If a person like myself were to approach a wall that has been freshly painted in the Italian flag, and I just walk until something makes contact, that's what I would look like. You know, it, it's not. And it's also shaped like a pizza. The thing we've been eating to get that. Our oh, pizza boys! Shout out to my main men in Villa Park. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so that's just one thing. I thought that was terrible. I love the inclusion of the like extreme uh, sports, like the surfing and the skating. And BMX. Um, BMXing as well. was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one where the guy like hurt his shoulder, and then he still went in the final and did like this shitty run because his shoulder. Was, I'm like, why don't you just let somebody else be in the final? Like, you never know; they could win. Like, why? Look, I think run? that's actually without getting into ideals or anything like this. That's a double sword. I mean, it's both admirable and potentially short-sighted. I yeah. mean, there was also one athlete who didn't end up competing because of pressure or something like that. Yeah. But they took her off her Ritalin, which is a serious thing. Oh, is it? Because you're not allowed to take that. that. Well, no, not that it was Ritalin, but it was something like that, like that drug. 
Um, was that for the U.S. goal? Yeah, yeah, the okay. gymnast. Yeah, and and in a, in in Japan, it's illegal to use that, so that she wasn't allowed to use that. So that might play. I mean, I've taken Ritalin, and I didn't like it or anything like that because I was ADD. But for some people, it's a huge crutch, and especially at the Olympics, if you can't take the, the literally the drug that you lose. Not that I agree with giving it to kids, but if she's on it, she's on it, and if that's yeah. her coping mechanism, that's her coping mechanism. So I don't know. I at first I was like, oh, what the fuck, you know? Oh, it's hard or whatever. It's hard for everybody, but. You know, with COVID and with this drug, I don't know. Look, I must say, not taking anything away from her or not condemning or having an opinion on that, as a matter of fact, I don't really have much of an opinion there. But I think what is dangerous for me, and this is in a lot of sports in general lately, is, you know, this is not Survivor where when you make the top three or the final round, it's your story that counts more than that which you actually did, you know? Yeah. That the the performance should be not the be all and a story is nice but a story shouldn't be the forefront of attention well that's the perfect thing about sorry i've um zoned out for a bit but i think i might know <laughs> what you're talking. um that's the i need a pee that's the um that's the thing about the olympics it doesn't matter who you are if you're rich poor it doesn't matter yeah. i don't care if you win a gold medal i'm happy yeah like i want to see you at your best if you're the richest man in the world like you said jeff bezos if he's the richest man in the world and he's that good i don't care or his son or whatever yeah. i don't care that's what I'm, I want to see. Yeah. No, but that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, you want to see athletes and that should be the main spectacle, not this background story of Jack overcame yeah. heavy stretch marks and, you know, he came back to actually, instead of just floating, he could actually swim eventually, you know. Yeah. Just fucking swim. Yeah. He's got the chronic disease of EPS. Ugly face. No, no, EPS. Ugly face. EPS. What's that? Enormous penis syndrome. Who's, which jack is this? <laughs> the other cool one. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not you. <laughs> I did the wheelbarrow race myself. <laughs> now, I agree with you on that one. That's what I like about the Olympics, is that doesn't matter what your story is, doesn't matter how you like this person likes you or this person likes you, if you're not the best, you're not the best. Yeah, and, and it'll show that. That's the brilliant. That's the awesome thing about the Olympics. Not that, like, I do like surviving, I do like the stories, but that's mm-hmm. a different thing. Yeah, but the, the, exactly. But all sports is like that. I mean, rugby is like that. I just think for me, as a layman who watched the Olympics here and there, that featured more than actual performances. Mm. I'm also a layman when it comes to Olympics. I watch it every four years. <laughs> <laughs> but I must say, one interesting thing is the medals table. Um, you the know, medals? Oh, yeah. The, the number of medals. In 2020, yeah. which is the one that took yeah, place yeah, this yeah. year, even though in 2021, Mm-hmm. For obvious reasons. I think US... everybody understands that concept, Jack. Carry on. <laughs> but what was it previously? Okay, I'll, let me tell you, Ben. Oh, I'm okay. getting there. Thank you very much, sir. First place this year, USA with 39 golds. Yeah. Second place, China with 38 golds. Yeah. That's one less than USA. In third place, Japan with 27 golds. That's good for Japan. That's crazy good. Yeah. In 2016, USA was number one. With 46 goals. Oh, yeah. Second was Great Britain with 27. Yeah. And China was third with 26. Where was Britain this time? They were not in the top three. I just... <laughs> because I had to write down... No, when I Googled, they weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, that's insane growth from Asia to, to pick up like that and step up. I don't know... Well, who? where were they in 2016? Uh, not China Asia, China. China. But China where was... was oh, Russia wasn't there. 
so that maybe the Russian medals are going to the Chinese and the Japanese. But still, it's it's a lot closer. But what than was the total previous. medals for twenty twenty one? Because that's also something you need to look at. I have one page for notes that wouldn't have fitted on that one page. <laughs> so United States one hundred thirteen medals, mm-hmm. China eighty eight, Japan fifty six. So the percentage of gold medals is way higher. But I think that's how they they count them. It's you know that's a criteria. The silver and that only determines the order you finish in as a nation. Once the the gold is the same. So no. for example, if the United States of Jack gets ten gold medals, and well, it still works out. Democracy of Bevan gets also ten gold medals. Then if I have twenty two silver and you have yeah, 21, yeah, 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 yeah. No, gold is the 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 column that they're working. Yes. Yes. But what I'm saying is that United States got 113, China 88, and Japan 58. Which means that Japan and China have a higher percentage of gold medals based on all the performance. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, so of those who won medals, more, more were gold. Well, of those people from that country, yes. you know what I mean? So that's pretty cool. I think Australia, we- 17. That's not bad. Oh, yeah, United they- Kingdom were fourth. Okay. Australia is normally very good with swimming. How many medals are there? Uh, three medals, two gold. Yeah. No, one gold, two silver. Damn it. Fuck, and two, and of you those know, were, two of those were females. So. But you know what? Well if we there. just put money in it, we could be in the top. Because, I mean, we've got better swimmers than Great Britain. We've got better rugby than Great Britain. We've got better, you know what I mean? We've got better support, uh, 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 people than a lot of these people. I actually read an article on, on the Olympics and South African performance, and one of the things that, I can't remember who wrote it, but one of the things that was mentioned is that, you know, sports development doesn't start at uh, university level. You yeah. know, it, you have to start that from grassroots level, which is what a lot of the other, other countries, countries do. Yeah. I yeah. mean, USA does that. It's clear that China and Japan have done that for I don't know how many lifetimes, but you know, they start them young. And I think in South Africa, it's very difficult to to give that opportunity to everyone because there's such a disparity between the haves and the haves not. So it's it's not as much access yeah. to, to all the children, um, you know, to get involved and also to grow into a certain type of sport. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was the punctuation mark. <laughs> That was an ellipsis, not a... That's what I was saying, I'm just now, I'm trying to build something up here. I'm trying to build up my re- my rebuttal. Um, <laughs> excuse the pun. But anyway, uh, yeah, look, I was just happy to see the skateboard. I thought that was the coolest inclusion. I mean, other than the top 10, what did we say? We got a list of, what, top 10 sports or whatever. Um... Table tennis is on there. Yeah. That's one thing that I really enjoy as well. Table tennis. But that's the thing. Like, I, I, what I like about the, the Olympics, this, or then the Olympics, is there's different sports that you don't get to see. It's very cool. Like, the uh, badminton, to watch badminton was freaking cool. To watch the um, archery. I would never archery. in my life watch archery or other than at the Olympics. Yeah. So I was very happy with that. Moving on from the Olympics, I have a question for you, Mr. Bevan. Yes, Mr. Jack. If you could list your top five or so movies, it can include a saga. Can include. So is a saga one or is it three or four? A saga is however many. No, but I'm saying it's not a trilogy. No. Okay, Lord of the Rings, for example. If I say trilogy, but does that count as one on the list? Is what I'm saying. Yes. Okay. 
Yes. Because you could, well, I wouldn't say that there would be one, two, three, but I'm saying yeah. you could do, okay, so that's one. So a trilogy is one. Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's do one for one. Bevan, you go. Now you go first because I really <laughs> want to delve into this and then I'll do mine at the end. I don't think mine's as interesting. Okay, um, I'm going to start off. You're not going to disagree with me, I believe, maybe partially. But I'll group them together, Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit series. Now, this is... I've no. got my hand. I know you can't see this, listeners. I've got my hands on my head. But anyway, Jack, carry on. I'm not going to interrupt you. And that is... Just know that I'm rubbing my f- forehead furiously. But anyway, <laughs> carry on, Jack. Okay, go. That is not necessarily for best type of movie made, but one which I enjoyed. Or ones which I enjoyed. So The Hobbit, I agree that they were not the best movies as such. I really enjoyed them because I really enjoyed the story. Okay. okay. Um, do, you, do you want to do your diss track no, no. Uh, before Carry I on. move on? Carry on. Okay. Then I'm going to go to Harry Potter, that saga for the We're same. talking about the best movies ever made, Jack. Ones which I enjoyed the most. No. Movies I enjoyed the most. Okay. All right. That's not okay. what I said, but anyway. <laughs> Harry Potter. Yes. Those eight movies. Okay. Um, now, I'll sort of lump together there the, uh, what's Fantastic Beasts, where to find them. Okay. I'll include those there. So, let's say those ten movies. Then, one that I don't think you've heard of before, actually, yeah. is Donnie Darko. I've heard of Donnie Darko. Have you watched it? No. Okay, I think that's got Jake Gyllenhaal in it. Yeah, I know Donnie Darko. Dude, I've heard of everything. <laughs> <laughs> of course, okay. of course. Um, that one I enjoyed. I think I saw that when I was much younger than I am now, maybe more than 10 years ago. Okay, I'm not going to be angry at that because that's an interesting choice. <laughs> okay? That's interesting. Donnie Darko, guys, I'm going to watch it this week. Give it a watch. That's an interesting choice. I've never watched it, but I do know from the zeitgeist, I know kind of what it's about and those kinds of things. It's like Top Gun. I've never watched Top Gun, but I kind of know what it's about. Yeah. Um, interesting choice on that one, Jack. Okay. Get, let's go through the rest of the shit list. Star Wars, which, and that includes episodes one to three. Well, there's three out of the whole Star Wars. <laughs> there's three good movies uh, in that whole Star, like amazing movies. I, I think there's nine. We know you're wrong, but anyway, carry on with the shit list, Jack. Because I'm really moving around in my uh, chair. That that is all I could muster in the in the time one I had. One more, one more. What what other movie? One more movie. Okay, let me go through my list. First one I'm gonna say is hmm. The best movie I've ever watched. Ex Machina. Have you ever seen that? No. Ex Machina is amazing. It's <gasps> about... You've seen it? Ex no, Machina. I haven't. But that made me remember what other movie uh, I enjoy. Ex Machina, I think, is one of the best movies I've ever watched. I would put that at... Uh, this is not um, first to fifth best order. It's just yeah. a list. In any no, order. In any order, yeah. Um, the other one I'm going to talk about... Uh, this is a twofer. Goodfellas and... Um, uh, casino both okay. of them some are like i would say those are pretty close to perfect movies based on the topic that they're doing based on the cinematography based on the story that they're telling based on the characters based on the acting um so yeah they, again uh, i'm going to put them both at two because they're both fucking good i think that casino i know it's a lot of people like goodfellas and they think that's a, i think casino edges it out slightly but i'm going to put them on the same as a, almost like a Lord of the Rings, whatever fuck you said. I just want to comment before you move on. Yeah. Goodfellas, I remember, I don't think I've watched the whole movie, but when I was a child, as you ever, before okay. I was 12, I think. Yeah. Um, I saw a scene 
which upset me massively and still to this day i remember how intensely that upset me and that was where there was in my view good fellas yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and good fellas there was a woman again with inverted commas or whatever you like to call it yeah in the trunk of a car getting stabbed shit that no, wasn't a woman it wasn't i a know woman. that's what i found out afterwards oh okay. so i still got heavily upset by this why the hell are they stabbing this woman okay i was too young to see it yeah you know but that scarred me for quite a bit interesting my third choice and i would say very close to like i don't know if i could i think this is my favorite movie of all time jaws jaws for me is one that of is the weird. greatest movies i've ever seen it is amazing and I've never watched E.T. and I, a lot of the movies on that, in that era I haven't watched. But I think Jaws, I mean, that was the first blockbuster, Jaws. Mm. Like that, for me, that's why movies are the way they are now. Okay, but now is that all the Jaws movies? No. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> well, I am, but I'm not a big idiot like you. But anyway, Jaws number one. Two is okay. It's a good movie to watch. I like watching it. Three is also a good movie to watch. I like watching it. Not good films. But I enjoy watching those movies. The okay. four is... Okay. You see, I can relate to this, Bevan. I'm a lot more understanding and open-minded than you are. I I'm can open-minded, Jack. I can appreciate, I can appreciate no. that you enjoy a movie, even though it might not necessarily I'm be saying, good. I asked you, what are your five best movies? And you are saying the Star Wars. No, you said ten, and then you said, okay, no, Jack, I want to go home. Let's do five. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but anyway, then I think um, number... What are we? We've got three, four. Tombstone. Have you ever watched Tombstone? No. Oh my god, dude, it's one of the best Western movies I've ever watched. That is, for me, the best. That's my favorite Western. Is it a modern one or olden day? What do you mean, one and Like, Tombstone. Ma- made in. It the, was the made movie in the itself. 90s. Oh, okay. It's got. Uh, Probs Harrison Ford. No. no, what's that other guy? Val Kilmer, Kurt Russell, Sam Elliott, Bill Paxton, uh, Powers Booth, Stephen Lang. You know who Stephen Lang is? No. Um, he is the guy from what's that movie where the the aliens where he becomes an alien um avatar you know the general in avatar or the other the bad guy in avatar are we talking about the blue avatar yeah 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 yeah. i don't remember that movie anyway that's him michael rooker who is um yandu from guardians of the galaxy billy bob thornton thomas hayden church Ah, this is one of the greatest movies you can watch tombstone i'll actually give that a watch tombstone a watch and then my fifth best movie is Pulp Fiction. Really? That's with uh, John Travolta? Yeah. And Sam Jackson. John Travolta, Sam Jackson, um, Tim Roth's in it, Bruce Willis. Quite the star-studded cast. Yeah, but it's just a really well-made movie. I like Quentin Tarantino. I don't like all his movies, but I think that's one of the best Quentin Tar- That's the best Quentin Tarantino movie. And that's the one I can watch over and over and over again. He makes. He's a strange person. Yeah, but I also like the fact, like, he is like an encyclopedia when it comes to movies. Mm. So the way he makes movies and the references he puts in movies, not references, spoken references, just the way somebody holds the gun or somebody, the way someone walks. There's a reason why John Travolta walks the way he does. Mm. There's a reason why John Travolta's hair is the way it is. You know, understand what I'm saying? There's a reason why Sam Jackson says the things he does or has the wallet he does. So well thought out. Everything is thought out to the T. Literally the way somebody sniffs or the way somebody, you know what I'm saying? Everything That's is similar to that Breaking Bad. You know, they also put that kind of level of thinking into that show as well. It's not the same. Breaking Bad, I don't think it's, that's uh, not the same. <laughs> I'm not that, I haven't seen Breaking Bad. I actually need to watch it, but I, maybe, maybe you're right. I don't think so. 
But anyway, Jack, let's just go. Uh, so my list is, what did I say? Uh, a lot of shit. <laughs> you said Jaws, Tombstone. Wait, that's your Jaws. Okay, so let's go. Jaws, Tombstone, Pulp Fiction, uh, Goodfellas, and Casino. Oh, Ex Machina. Oh, yeah. Ex Machina is a really cool movie. Um, it's about uh, a, a artificial intelligence. It's a bit of a wank movie, but it's not wank as in you do it. It's like a bit over, like, too uh, artsy-farty, fancy very high level terms and, and that kind of stuff. I don't care. I just think it's a very, as a thriller, one of the best, the whole movie, you're like, what the fuck's going to happen? What the fuck's going to happen? And then, you know, so anyway, and the ending's really good. Um, yeah, so Ex Machina, Jaws, Tombstone, Goodfellas slash Casino, and Pulp Fiction. I added two more to my list while you were talking. And um, now we've got six. I believe I have three, six, yeah. <laughs> I've got six now. Okay. Blade Runner. Yeah. Oh. Both of them, actually. Yeah, yeah. Those are good movies. I actually like the newer one. That's the only time like a, a, a sequel has been like way better than the original. Look, I must say, I, I watched the newest one first. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. I watched it again, enjoyed it See, again. See, what I don't understand is, how can you have that kind of depth where, and that kind of mind where you can enjoy Blade Runner and then fucking like the prequels? I don't get it. It's, it makes no sense. My life is beautiful, baby. Like, it's if simple. you like fucking... The teen movies or whatever, and then like the prequels, I'll be like, "Yeah, no, Jack's re- that Jack's really stupid." But this doesn't make sense. To me. The inconsistency that drives you mad. Yeah, that's what irritates me. It's <laughs> like it's so inconsistent. Yeah, I like the prequels, but I also like Blade Runner. And before I'm like, I'm like, okay, yeah, Blade Runner. Blade Runner is pretty good, <laughs> you know. Blade Runner is in my top ten. No, uh, I... Twenty forty nine. Uh, the first one, top twenty. I'd read them both, and I, I like that it was Harrison Ford in both. You know that he featured in both. Yeah, why wouldn't he? Because it's like a hundred years apart. It was nice to take it out. Oh, the same okay. he came back. Yeah. yeah. You like the goose? Who's the goose? Ryan Gosling. Oh, oh, yeah. I thought he was good there. I, I like. He was good. You know what? He's my favorite actor because he's underrated. Ryan Gosling has never played the same role uh, more than once. No, he's a good actor. I'll say that. But not that he plays different roles, and he's fucking good at all of them. Yeah. Like, what's my favorite chick flick or whatever you want to call if it? If you say the Notebook, I'm gonna. Oh no, what's that? Is he in that? The notebook. I think he is. Or whatever, no, but I'm talking easy, no, not easy A. The one where he's with Steve Carell? Oh, anyway, the movie where he's in with Steve Carell, where, he's made, where Steve Carell gets divorced and then he's helping him and he dresses him and stuff like that. Like he's brilliant in that. He's brilliant in. Oh, no, sorry. I've also got six. Remember the Titans? Yes. Okay. I cry every time I watch that movie. That's a good movie. Yeah. That and Coach Carter for me, they're similar. Yeah, but Coach Carter is not as good of a movie as, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, look, it's an entertaining movie. It's not a very good movie. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? If you look at it from a movie, if you judge it based on criteria of is it a good, a well-made movie, a well-acted movie, a well-shot uh, movie. I know I'm opening myself up here mm-hmm. to you, but I, I'm No, not, you've opened yourself not, up because we're going to go not, through that list. I'm not qualified to answer if a movie is well-made or not. I just, did I enjoy it? Yeah or no? That's it. Yeah, but you've got to... I, I there's a lot of movies like Coach Carter, like there's a lot of movies that I enjoy, like the Jaws two and Jaws three. Jaws Jaws three, the CGI it looks terrible. Mm-hmm. But it's entertainment movie. But I'm not asking you what movies you enjoy because there's millions of them. I'm asking you what's the five best movies you've ever and watched. I've turned and that's it where cinematography comes in. So let's go through the Lord of the Rings. You got okay, to no, wait, one. I'm not done with my list. I'm still yeah. going oh, to give you sorry. number six. Yeah. Anyway, Gangs of New York. Don't even try to argue there. Don't even fucking try. That is a great movie. Yeah, Try to fucking it's a tiny movie, but it's not. It is a good movie. It is a good movie. It is. I will not accept anything. Oh. Oh. Anyway, 
Okay, so let's go. Okay, I can give you that. I, that's that's it, at least it's trying something and it's doing. I just think that it's miscast with um, Shadet McGee. What's his name? Uh, Leo. Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. I, I don't never rated that guy. I was glad he didn't fucking get a. a I thought he was brilliant in Wolf of Wall Street. That's no, it. no. In what was that racist one? Racist one. Yeah, man. Where there were. Oh, Blood have, Diamond. No, I was gonna no. say he was terrible in that. <laughs> that's why South African, African yeah. yes, no, no. Man, uh, Django Unchained. Oh, uh, yeah, but he's, he he's a bit, yeah, he's good as a bit character, like a side character, but he's not, the, as a main character, he's boring. Except in Wolf of Wall Street. That's where he's been the best. Wolf of Wall Street, also a good movie, but. Okay, so let's go through. What's no, the first you one? You don't get to just dismantle no, 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 no. this, but it's fine. For number one, Lord of the, Lord of the Rings Hobbit. movie. Which and one's the your Hobbit? Okay. What's your favorite out of that six movies? Probably The Two Towers. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I weren't expecting that, yeah. were you? No, gotcha, I, was, bitch. I was hoping. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, Two Towers is amazing. That, uh, that end battle scene, there's nothing, and any mm. battle has never been made that good. Yeah. That is the best, just, this, just the music. You can literally just mm. sit with your eyes closed and, 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 and not watch, but listen to that, and it's, it's riveting. Yeah. But anyway, next one, Star Wars. No, Harry Potter. Harry Potter, no, what's your favorite in Harry Potter? Look, for me, those ones, the, look, the later What's your on, favorite out of Harry Potter? The, the less you interrupt me, the quicker we'll get there. <laughs> um, as the movies went on, I found that they became better, also more relatable, because, I mean, now I tried the other day to watch one of the early movies. Mm. I think it was Year 2 or 3, Chamber of Secrets or Prison of Azkaban. Like, it becomes a little bit like it was made for the age group. You think Prison of Azkaban? I thought Prison of Azkaban. That's my favorite, Prison of Azkaban. It was a, that's where it started getting good for me. Oh, that's the third, start, that's yeah, the third one. Like the first two for me were, you know, I was in love with it when I was younger because I really loved the books. But, it, but remember, those movies were made for its age group. That's exactly so that, what that, I'm saying. Yeah, okay. So, so, I mean, going back on the rewatch, it's terrible. Yeah. But in those days, I mean, the first one, when I was that age, yeah, it was, it was awesome. amazing. Yeah. Because it was no, made, yeah. it was, that's the beauty of, of us, that how we've grown up, is those movies were made, we were that age, Yes. When it had, we were 11 exactly. when the first movie came yeah. out, which is cool. I think that's why it's such a cultural impact for us. Yeah. Um, so which one, sorry, you said? The favorite, it would probably have to be one of the last three, either um, The Half-Blood Prince. Which one's that? That is uh, in the book series of seven, that's number six. Yeah. That's the one where he kills Dumbledore. Oh, yeah, yeah. That one was, for me, very good. Okay. And look, the last two, it was nice to watch, but I think number six, the Half-Blood Prince was the best. Half-Blood Prince. Yeah. So I, the only one I disagree, I disagree with on your favorite, I think for me, Prison of Azkaban is number one, except for that end scene where they know that they're not bad, but then they're acting all weird. You know what I mean? Where Sirius Black is acting like he's crazy, and then just after he's like, oh, oh, and then just after he's like, <laughs> Harry, do you want to come and live with me? I'm like, dude, fuck. Yeah. Give the guys a breathing room. But, um... Uh, I, my favorite on that, it's between Goblet of Fire and Order of Phoenix. Mm, Order of the so Phoenix good. book is my favorite, number five. Yeah. Um, you don't like the last two? I thought you would like no, the last I two. Did, I do like them. It's a close second to Off Blood Prince. Um, Off Blood Prince. Okay, yeah, so. That's number six. And then the other two is The Deathly Hollows. Yeah, they split that up into part one and two. I think the first part's boring because it's half a movie, and then the second part's all the action. It's just kind of jarring the deaths, though. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. A lot no, of people died. <laughs> but, I mean, that's also... Obvi- 
Now, as with most things, I think the books are a lot more complete and a lot more yeah. detailed than, than the movies. I mean, Lord of the Rings is another example of that. So your top two, let's just go, because I want to give you a top two. Half-Blood Prince. Yeah. And um, I, I would say Goblet of Fire. And Goblet of Fire, the reason, I like that as a book. Yeah. And the reason why I say it as a movie as well, because at that age for me, that was the first, you know, I read those books when they came out. So yeah, I yeah. waited in anticipation for the next for them, one to yeah. come out. And the Goblet of Fire, the fourth one, that for me was one of the first times where the bad guy wins, if yes, I can say it yeah. like that. You know, it wasn't the Well, he norm. did win, yeah. Yeah, well, he, he didn't, yeah. He, he won. He got his objective in that year, yes. He won. Yes. Yeah. He won the battle, not the war. Yeah. And won I, I like that that was refreshing. The Empire for... Strikes Back of Harry Potter. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm going to say, if I'm looking, I'm looking at the list here. Harry Potter, Order of the Phoenix, and I don't know. Chamber of Secrets. I really like the Chamber of Secrets. The movie? Yeah. I'm going to say Chamber of Secrets is my second. Yeah. First Order of the Phoenix and then second Chamber of Secrets. I know it's old and they're bad at acting. Yeah. It's one of the older ones. But I actually really enjoy that movie. The Philosopher's Stone. It's a difficult watch. It is. It is yeah. very difficult. But I think Chamber of Secrets is a little bit easier. There are stupid things like why would they drive their car? Just wait. They've literally got to come back to that yeah. car to take you home. I hear you, but that's like 11, 11 year olds. Bevan, if you and I were in that position, we'd also drive a fucking Anglia <laughs> in space. We'd also fucking do that. I but mean, we just do it for doing it. <laughs> yes. But anyway, okay, cool. So on that, uh, what was the other one? Star Wars. Okay, I want to hear this. What's your favorite? Let's go top three Star Wars movies. Because I know there's going to be some piece of poo that's going to get in on the top three. If not the first, but let's just make it, you know. It's polished as turf. Do you, do, do you want in order of yeah. awesomeness? Yeah. Okay, number one, episode seven. I enjoyed that. What's that? Episode seven? That's... Uh... That was the first of the new uh, ones. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Number one. Yeah, number one. Okay, I could see that. Then number two, I'd say Empire Strikes Back. Okay. And then number three, uh, Revenge of the Sith. And that's a prequel. And now, you, now you just <laughs> said that. You just said that to piss me off. I no, saw I didn't. You saw. No, I didn't. I said it because... You think Revenge of the Sith is better than Star Wars... Than, uh, um, a New Hope? A New Hope. I enjoyed it more. And Return of the Jedi. I enjoyed it more. What did you enjoy it, Jake? Is I already it a better movie? I already fucking told you that... I'm grading these movies on what I enjoyed. I'm not qualified to speak on good movie, good casting. I don't fucking know. Yeah, but surely you know you have like an inkling like, oh, this is a good movie. I really, this is a shit movie, but it's enjoyable. Like Fast and the Furious, none of them are good, but you can watch Fast Five and it's enjoyable. Surely you have that concept in your mind. Uh, no, I don't have the capacity to do that. That's true. Why am I even, why am I even, <laughs> why do I even bother? <laughs> then it was Blade Runner. Yeah. And Gangs of New York. Blade Runner, good. Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York is serviceable. That's for somebody that's not really into movies. It's a very cool movie. I like watching Gangs of New York. I'm just not a fan. I don't think it's a perfect movie. Mm. But, uh, yeah. Just... No, I can accept it's not a perfect movie. Okay. All right. Well, we didn't, I didn't get too upset there. I just don't, I don't understand how you, how the you can say the Hobbit series. No, not the inconsistency, <laughs> but you're like, you know, Lord of the Rings, which I agree with. Lord of the Rings, the first two are in my top ten. The third one is... Uh, okay. They could have ended like three endings before that. Not, not only that, but the CGI was crap. And mm. The end battle scene was just not as good. 
It just it's that not... would shake the heart of me. <laughs> but it's just, <laughs> it's just not as um, it's just not that it's not as good. But it's a good movie. It's a cool movie, a good movie. But it's like a seven out of ten. With the other two are nine. Yeah. The Hobbit is terrible. There we talking prequels. It's bad movies. It makes no sense. It the characters don't even act like characters. Like the the main dwarf is. Second in command is the old man. But then, I don't know, I'll have to just do a little bit of research. But there's shit that makes no fucking sense. Not the CGI. Remember, I don't care. I can watch movies like Donnie Darko or whatever where the CG is shit, but it's a good movie. But the CGI in the third of it was horrible. Battle of the Five yeah, But that's not my problem. That took away from the viewing. My problem is that there's no... There's no... The reason why Lord of the Rings is so good is because when you're watching that movie, you can feel the hard work that's gone. You can feel the passion that's gone into that movie. You understand what I'm saying? You can see how fucking hard it is. You can see the guys are struggling. They're really passionate about it. They put their all into this movie. The Hobbit movie makes no sense. Look, I Literally, would... they make a shield wall. The orcs hit the shield wall <laughs> and the dwarves jump over a shield wall to fight. Dangerous over short distances. <laughs> <laughs> they jump over a shield wall. Now I know it looks cool, Jack, and I know you're a very visually orientated person, like a child. But just it it makes no sense. Why make a shield wall if you're gonna go into open melee battle? The same thing happened in, and I'm gonna go back to it. The same thing happened in melee. the lot melee, 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 whatever. <laughs> okay. The same thing happened in Game of Thrones. They have a castle. They are on the walls of the castle. Okay? There's no siege equipment because they are zombies. So what do they do? They send the Dothraki into the dark, first of all, where they can't see the enemy to go and attack the enemy. Rebel scum. And they don't do... They don't go around to outflank, so they don't wait for the armies to hit the wall and then flank them. They run straight into them. Or they tackle. Yeah. <laughs> that shows you, and then people are like, yeah, but that happened. No, it could have been written better. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. That's like, uh, like um, <laughs> in the second Lord of the Rings. They have Helm's Deep. They have this beautiful protection. What do they do? They go fight in the front of the fucking castle. No, but let's protect the castle by standing in the front of the wall and fighting the army. When did, when did they do that? I'm also saying that's how retarded oh, or stupid oh, it would oh, be. Oh, okay, okay. And, okay. and that takes me out of the movie immediately. There's lots of things like that other guy that makes no. He doesn't even get his come uppance in the movie. The, Who's this? The weird um, guy that dresses like a woman or whatever. The guy that dresses like a woman? In the Hobbit movies, the third Hobbit movie and the second one. He's the second in charge of the of the. But anyway, of Stephen Fry, it's that weird-looking guy. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Now, the point I'm trying to make, if you don't know the guy, the, the point is not going to get across. That, okay, so do you, do you agree that for that list, The Hobbit shouldn't be there? I agree that it's not as good as Lord of the Rings, but no, no, because no. it comes from the same world, I will lump We're it talking one out of tens compared to a nine out of ten. It's no. not even in the same thing. It's not even a movie compared to... No, I'll still, I'll, I don't, if I have to, you know, drop one, if I get to watch Hobbit 
instead of Lord of the Rings. It's almost you know, name one of the dwarfs. Ori, Nori, Oin, Gloin, Biffer, Boffer, Bomber. I knew you. Must I continue? Oh okay. uh, well, fuck. Anyway, okay, but okay. So your let's go. Through gotcha, bitch. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> Damn it. Um, and it's recorded. <laughs> fuck. I'm gonna edit it out. <laughs> Uh, okay, so okay, so you've got uh, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, uh, Harry Potter's, Donnie Darker, Donnie Darker, Blade Runner, Blade Runners, Gangs of New York, Gangs of New York. So that's that's, so that's Jack's top I, sixty. That's what I could. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, actually, Lord of the Rings, but Lord of the Rings extended editions. If you can get your hands yeah, on yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, worth yeah. it, yeah. most definitely. Except for the third one, the extended editions done. Yeah, it, it's too much. But I like what Maybe because I've watched fucking eight hours of movies before. Have you that. read the books? Uh, Lord no, of the Rings books. I can't get through that shit. Look, Tom, Tom Bombadil. No, where they get to. Yeah, Tom, Tom Bombadil. You know, when I read the books. Too the much first, meandering. The first time I read the book and had to stop was when it was Bilbo and Sam when they were going through the marshes. Yeah. And uh, that's where I couldn't tell Bilbo and Sam. Uh, Frodo, Frodo and Frodo Sam. And Sam. Sorry, yeah. Frodo and Sam. That was for me where I lost it. But I made a point to start again and read the whole book through. And that is what made me appreciate a lot more about the uh, extended editions. It's because there's a lot of what they ref. Yeah. No, they include more details. It's not just fillers, you know, time, just yeah. the time they got. It was actually very relevant to the story, yeah. you know. Well, look, I mean, they're doing a movie on a, on a very long book. So, yeah. yeah. Crazy look, long. There's a lot that you can cut out of those books. Because those books are, but that, they're meandering books. Like, you really... Really, you say that, but they could also quite easily have made another movie out of it, and it would have been just as action or not action packed. But there's a lot of story in that book. It's not the action, I mean, in Lord of the Rings, the action is the no, I don't mean action, I mean like events, if I can say that. Yeah, look, I really, I I really think that both those two Lord of the Rings could be in my top, but I mean, the top, my top is a fucking sound top, (laughs) top five, like that's a really good movie. It, you could enjoy it. even if you don't like westerns, you'll enjoy Tombstone. Even if you don't like gangster movies, you'll enjoy Goodfellas and and um, uh, and uh, Casino. Oh, uh, what's also good is Snatch, Rock and Roller, and yeah, uh, okay. Lockstock. Yeah. But Snatch. I mean, that's again. I those are some of my movies that I've watched the most of, but they're not the best movies ever made. Snatch you know, that movie. was with Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Rock and Roller, I think, is actually the best one out of those three. I enjoyed that one as well. Yeah okay well i mean from my side that's it i think i'm just going to make a recommendation on movie on uh youtube channels that you should listen to s q u i d g rugby squid squid rugby yeah i've actually enjoyed that as well they that did a guy, whole i don't know how, he's a statistics beast but not even just the way he watches a rugby game and he's like yo no and then i'm like fuck dude one of the things i watched from him actually this is you know, I didn't know you were going to recommend this guy. Oh, I've really? watched some, yeah, I've oh, watched wow. some of his uh, things before. And yeah. One of his videos was uh, South Africans Road to the World Cup, yes. or something like that. Yeah, what a good fucking episode! I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I know he's brilliant. Um, look, so what he does is he breaks down games and series and how they do it. But just watch it; he breaks it in depth, but in an interesting way. Like mm-hmm. he talks about what happened the game before and what's happening now, and then he literally shows you where the gaps are and how yeah. the people. And then it actually makes me uh appreciate the players a lot more because if they're doing those things on purpose and yeah. the coaches and you know those kinds of things it's amazing and you can see the difference between when idiots like us play rugby and professional sport no i must say you know 
bashing ourselves here or myself here a little bit. But I don't see that when I watch a rugby game. I don't see that when I watch sports. Yeah, of course. And not. I'm not going to go and fucking analyze a game like the way this oak does. I, I don't know. Yeah. But it, it's a muscle you can train. But I mean, at that, he's got the, he's genetically, he's got that kind of mindset and he's interested in rugby. Yeah. So he's got an actuarial mind, uh, brain, and he's putting it towards rugby. So we definitely don't have those kinds of no, we do, We're just there to cheer the guy yeah. on. We got them. I, I can dig a good hole, brains, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, big hole. But, but, but I can understand what he's saying and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, give him a listen. Uh, and then, yeah, if you want to get hold of us, uh, you can go on um, Instagram at Indians Report Podcast on Instagram. You can email us if you want to send, like, a, a link or something you want us to talk about. That's a cool thing as well. We'd like to know what you guys want us to talk about. And if something comes up in the week that you like us, then we'll, as a topic, we'll go through the list. Um, and also, we're going to start a Facebook group. Join the group. Everybody can talk and tell everybody our shit there and what, what, what. But we will administrate it so that nobody's ugly to each other. I don't really want that kind of thing. Um, and, yeah, from my side, thanks for listening, guys. Mr. Co- Mr. Host. Peace out, hombres. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. All right. Cheers.